Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. We're on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, as well as the YouTube and Twitter streams. We are brought to you by our friends at Dingman's Collision Center. Dingman's has been in business in Omaha for over 25 years, family-owned and operated. First place best of Omaha for 18 years running. They've got four great locations throughout the metro area and they invest in the latest technology to stay up to date with everything they need to work on whatever make and model you have, everything from Fords to Teslas. They also invest in the community. They give back with every car repaired. Go check out dingmans.com for more information. Uh, You brought up an interesting question with Kyle McCord, which this is, we're we're doing a hypothetical here. Mm -hmm. We're not reporting that he's, signed or gonna sign or whatever i think nebraska's in a good position for him but if kyle mccord ends up at nebraska and is their starting quarterback next season you ask where does that put nebraska in the pecking order of the big 10 am i am i getting the question correctly that is correct okay so you asked are they any lower than top half right i certainly don't think they're below top half so we're looking at Let's let's you know do a little thought exercise here. But you have Oregon with Dylan Gabriel, who they're going to be top three. So it's going to be Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Oregon. I think will all be ahead of Nebraska. That's four teams. And I'd probably put Oregon above Penn State. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not doing an order right. here. Just just teams that I think for sure are above Nebraska, right? Um, so that's four right there. Do we think Washington? We don't know what their quarterback situation is going to be. They're projected to be Will Howard. I would say yes, above. Above, okay. Because I, I'm, I don't disagree. I'm a big Kalen DeBoer guy. Don't disagree there. Um, so that's five out of we're talking what 18 teams, right? 
Isn't that crazy? Is that, is that that's the right number, isn't it? <laughs> the Big 18, <laughs> but still called the Big Ten. Are they gonna like have the Big Ten logo, but like put a little dash in the zero, so it looks like an eight? No, they're just gonna they're just gonna square root the ten. Um, not square root. Put it put it put it two up in the corner. Um, right. that's not how it works. No, nope, the big one. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. It's fine. I'm trying. So we got five teams it's there. Early. It's Monday. So five teams there. Right. Um. I believe you're still above. So you've got USC and UCLA are the other two additions. Right. Which I'm going to – I really don't know what to make of either of those two teams because I don't think USC is built well to transition to the Big Ten. You're without Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. That's a really – USC is really interesting. Um, UCLA, again, I think they'll be competitive. I don't know – really what their quarterback situation is going to be. They did take a step back this year from what they were uh, two years ago with uh, DTR as a fifth-year senior. Defensively, that should transition better, though, than UCLA should. U- yes. USC. USC, even – so one of the things that I, I think we'll probably get to in the sports cleanup is so USC is hiring Matt Entz away from North Dakota State to be not their defensive coordinator, but as a linebacker coach slash associate head coach, super weird move, but for him, for Entz, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, because the last handful of guys to be in that North Dakota State head coaching job got head coaching, got FBS head coaching jobs, so to not even take a coordinator role I think is really strange, although I'm guessing they they backed up a brink truck for him. The, but so you've got some new pieces in there in terms of defense, uh, defensive coaching staff for USC, but with the way Lincoln Riley coaches offense, that's always going to be a challenge. Um, we don't know what the USC quarterback situation is going to be. I'm imagining they won't be as good as Caleb Williams because Caleb Williams has been incredible. Well, I, Caleb Williams was a Heisman winner. Malachi Nelson was the five-star in that yes. room that was a part of that 2023 class, although Miller Moss was ahead of him on the depth chart this year. Mm-hmm. I'd expect Malachi Nelson to elevate from the third string role to the top role. But as we see in Texas, Arch Manning is still listed as the third stringer despite being a five-star too. I haven't seen enough of Malachi Nelson to know any different than what the depth chart tells me. But as of right now, Miller Moss is ahead of him. Yeah, and so you don't know, is is USC going to try and get somebody out of the portal as well? Um, you know they were. We know they were active on some of the bigger names. So USC's quarterback situation. I don't know what that looks like. You would think if they were really confident in either of those two guys, in, in Moss or Nelson, that they maybe wouldn't be quite as active in the portal as it seems like they are. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what's going on at USC. So let's put one of those teams ahead of Nebraska, mm-hmm. but not both. We'll split the difference there. Okay. So that's six for sure. Okay. Are we? And then I think you get into a range of teams that you say, yeah, Nebraska's probably in that neighborhood. You've got your Iowa, Wisconsin's of the world. Mm-hmm. You've got, I mean, without Tagovailoa, Maryland's taking a step back. Mm-hmm. I think Rutgers is probably, if Nebraska's got Kyle McCord, I think Nebraska's better than Rutgers. Absolutely. Um, I think they're better than Michigan State, obviously, Indiana. I think they're better. Michigan State will be interesting as they try to build something with Jonathan Smith. They already got that um, that transfer from Oregon State who had backed up DJU, yes. that uh, Chile's. Uh, Andres Chile, I think. Yeah, Chile. Um, but, again, remember at 
Now, I don't know it'll take as long because Oregon State's a really hard job, but it did take Jonathan Smith three years to mm-hmm. get it going at Oregon State. So I don't know that I expect a super fast start with Michigan State, especially because that program's kind of been a dumpster fire a little bit. Um, so I, I think next year Nebraska's probably ahead of Michigan State. I think they're ahead of Purdue. I think they're ahead of Illinois. I think they're ahead of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think no worse than top Max half. Max Brosmer. I think, transfer going to Minnesota next year. I think no worse than top half. Was New, he New Hampshire? New Hampshire? I think. I think it was New Hampshire. Um, so I, I, I think no worse than top half. And I think you could talk me into as high as. I mean, there are teams in that top half yes. to, to kind of go into what you're thinking about right now, where you are above USC. Where with you Kyle could be. McCoy, yeah, you could, could be. be above yeah. USC. You could be above UCLA. You could be above. I, I mean, honestly. I'm not saying Nebraska's top five. No. But Nebraska, sure as heck, isn't any lower than nine. You could talk me into them being above anyone except those big four, the the Michigan, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Penn State, Oregon, because I do think there might be some flux in Washington. where Not that they're going to be bad, but that they might take a little bit of right. a step back. You could talk me into anyone except for the top four. I think it's likely after the top five, but – the hard that, part is where do they sit either in front or behind of Iowa and Wisconsin yeah. because that could significantly drop you out of the top Abs- half absolutely. if you have Wisconsin and Iowa above you. However, what I saw from Iowa this year, and yes, they were without, were without Cade McNamara, but they still weren't lighting the world on fire with Cade McNamara. No, they were and not. And what I saw out of Wisconsin, which was a broken team mm-hmm. that – somehow, someway found a way to get the better of Nebraska in that football game, in a game where Nebraska didn't have a good, solid quarterback, a good offensive foundation for themselves to win that football game. That right there tells me if you insert Kyle McCord, you're better than Wisconsin. You are better than Iowa. Absolutely. And, and it's just that. Uh, you beat Iowa with Kyle McCord. You beat Wisconsin with Kyle McCord. That's why I would sit Nebraska above both of those teams because you don't take as big of a hit on defense as a lot of other teams around mm-hmm. the Big Ten and nationally may think Nebraska will with, with all the returners and by retaining Tony White. Absolutely, yeah. And, and so you look at – I mean, look, you look at the schedule next year and, or you look, look at the schedule from this year, I, I should say. With Kyle McCord, do they beat Minnesota? Yeah, absolutely. With Kyle McCord, do they beat Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa? Yeah, absolutely. The only games that I look at that they probably don't win with Kyle McCord are Michigan and Colorado. The way Colorado was playing in that game, I think they still lose. But And I get the schedule's different next year, but all of a sudden you're looking at, okay, 9-3 and three is not crazy. Next year, because let's say they win six of their first seven, then you win three out of five on the back end. If we're saying they're better than Iowa and Wisconsin, that's two right there. And then you just have to beat either a USC or UCLA team that we have no idea what they're going to look like. Like, it's not crazy. And that's, what, that's why landing Cal McCord is so important. Because it, or a top-named yeah, someone in that someone in that neighborhood of Kyle McCord. Because it all of a sudden makes you a serious football team again. When you're trotting out Heinrich Harburg last year, you weren't really a serious football team. When you were trotting out Jeff Sims after what we had seen from him, you weren't really a serious football team. Chubba Purdy, it was tough. I I didn't think he looked that bad, but you're trotting out a third-string quarterback. You're not really a serious football team at that point. 
Try.com, record every game, you're a serious football team all of a sudden. And I think that puts Nebraska at least in the top half of the Big Ten. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Callan Hake from uh, Nebraska and the Team Jack Foundation. Uh, that's coming up next to wrap up hour number two on Herd Out Sports Radio.